0: Welcome to Day 4 of 31 Days of Terror. To kick things off today, I need to thank some of our newest Patreon subscribers. I would like to thank Becca Marr, Kate Simmons, Pooh VE, Katie Nicholson, Elena Sparrow, Christina Stevens, Dorita, Angela Malone, Rebecca Brink, Gronia McDonough, L Van Loon, Annie Tomercup, Bonnie Mount, Evan Hyun, Helen Lines, Riley Coyote, Rebecca Kisser, Julie Smallman, Adam King, and Manat Bala. Thank you so much for subscribing to the Patreon. It is so appreciated, and I am thankful for you every single day. And I have four spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from August the thirtieth, twenty twenty. And story number one comes from Stephanie. When I was in my early 20s, I lived with my mom and my sister in Texas. We'd moved into a house, which was in a fairly new development. The house needed some renovations done and was completed right before we moved in. A week or so after we settled in, my sister and I were watching TV and heard some rustling in the wall behind the walk-in pantry. We ignored it, but truthfully, we were a bit freaked out by the noise. In the days after, there was a foul smell and large black flies in the house. We had the contractor back out to open the wall where we heard the noise and where it seemed the smell had been coming from. There was nothing. The smell was putrid, and it was magnetised more from the hot and humid Texas summer. But it eventually subsided after a few weeks. Around this time, there were also birds that would fly into the windows for no reason. We all worked, and my sister and I would be out with friends, so we were hardly all home together. One day, I came home early from work and decided to do some laundry, turn up the music and clean my room. I had the door closed and was in there for a while with the music too loud to hear anything outside my door. I eventually went to open the door and go downstairs for some food. The door was a bit warped due to the humidity and at times it was difficult to open. When I tried to pull it, someone pulled from the other end. I thought my sister had come home and was trying to be the annoying little asshole she was at the time and I honestly was not in the mood. I stayed in my room for a little bit longer not wanting to give her the satisfaction of winding me up. I went downstairs an hour later to find there was nobody there. I didn't think anything of it. My sister came home and then left, no big deal. I was downstairs watching TV and in walked my sister with a friend about an hour later. I asked her if she had been home and she said no. I told her what happened and we both sort of shrugged it off. Within the year my sister moved out and my best friend Sandra moved in. At this time I was going through a bit of a mental breakdown. I wouldn't sleep regular hours, hardly wanted to go to work or be around people. I was a bit of a mess to be honest. My friend was an intern at a law firm and went to work later in the morning. I would have to get up early to go to work sometimes when no one else was in the house. Occasionally when I was showering I would hear voices as if someone was yelling out for me. I would turn off the shower to check but nothing. When I was in the bathroom I would always hear voices, conversations and laughter. One morning while brushing my teeth I heard a loud laughing or crying I opened the door thinking it was my friend Sandra on the phone but I looked in her room and she was dead asleep. Sandra was always asleep and eventually I stopped checking to see if the voices were her. I thought to myself, great, I'm going crazy. I never told anybody about this because I never wanted to worry them. I ultimately thought it was my mental health and I just needed to work through it on my own. As my depression progressed, I wouldn't sleep much. I was almost scared to sleep and stayed up late watching TV downstairs and would often fall asleep there. Again, I thought it was in my head, until a couple of strange incidences happened. My mom and Sandra were both away one weekend, leaving me on my own. I came downstairs one morning to find a single child-sized footprint in the kitchen. I went to stay with my dad that weekend. One night I was downstairs watching TV... It was later at night and my cell phone was ringing. Just a side note, this is when cell phones were a new thing for everyone to have. A basically silly looking brick. There was no caller ID or frills other than the game Snake, which I guess was pretty cool at the time. I answered and it was Sandra, who had gone to bed much earlier in the night. She sounded upset and asked if I would come up to her room. There were no details given, so I thought maybe it was a fight with her boyfriend or some work problems. It's worth a mention that her room was the room I had when someone pulled the door on me. When I got to her room, she asked me not to turn on the light and come into bed with her. I got into bed and she proceeded to tell me that she had a dream about one of our friends. In the dream, our friend was sitting on the edge of her bed looking at her and said, He's behind me, isn't he? Behind her was a dark figure in the corner of the room. When she woke up, the dark figure was still in the corner of the room looking at her. Sandra said that's when she picked up the phone and called me. We were both freaked out and went downstairs together and both fell asleep watching TV. I was seeing a therapist and things got a little better with my sleeping habits. Although when I did sleep in my room, I had to sleep with headphones on and towards the wall. I would always feel like someone was standing over me and watching me sleep. It never felt like a comfortable presence. I would tell my mom about this but she always dismissed us, jokingly calling us crazy. My friend and I eventually moved out. Sandra went to live with another friend and I moved back to California where we're from. My mom had some friends move in for a bit, but eventually would be on her own in the house. One day she woke up early in the morning, turned on the shower and went back into bed for a minute. Half asleep she felt someone get into the bed with her and felt an arm lay over her side. Again, half asleep she didn't think anything of it but then realized that there was nobody in the house but her my mom sat up in bed and yelled out get the fuck out of my house you've no right to be here and don't ever fucking touch me my mom is usually a calm mild-mannered petite lady but alive or dead do not fuck with her my mom went to a psychic for years probably for dumb shit having to do with finding her soulmate or palm reading and they recommended a medium go to the house. The medium walked around the house for a few minutes, and then asked my mom about the daughter that used to live with her. Was she sick? My mom was confused, but told her I had some mental health issues, but lived somewhere else now and was doing a lot better. The medium said there was something still there. It had originally attached itself to me because I was weak and couldn't fight it off, but the energy stuck around. My mom didn't go into details, but the house was cleansed. And after that, everything was fine. There were no further episodes. I had visited several times after that and never had any bad feelings in the house. My mom recently sold the house and I am mentally stable these days. To be honest, I have a few little odd things that happen here or there, but nothing crazy or scary. I will be sure to write in again if anything close to phenomenal happens to me again. And story number two comes from Regadio. These experiences happened in El Paso, Texas around 14 years ago. I remember this because I was in middle school. My parents are separated and they lived in separate houses. I have three siblings, an older sister, a younger sister and a younger brother. My younger sister and I lived with my mom and my older sister and my brother went with my dad. For anonymity, my older sister's name is Mary. The hauntings were happening at my dad's house. It's a single-story home built in the 80s, in a suburb that looked like any other house. But as soon as you stepped in, you could feel a heavy presence of something in there. You could feel it, observing you as you entered. The hairs would stand up on your arms as you walked in. It was like the home was electrified. My older sister would tell me there were two spirits in the house. An older gentleman and a young boy or girl, who knows. My sister would say that the young ghost liked to mess with her. She said she would be in the kitchen, walk out for a bit and would come back to find all the cabinet doors open. She would get frustrated and say, Cut it out! It wasn't until she got mad that it would stop. I'm sure it is annoying having to close all the cabinet doors. This would happen often. Another time she was there with her ex-boyfriend and said they would hear the alarm beep noises going off as the garage door would open when no one else was in the house. She would also hear what sounded like heavy footsteps and chains dragging on the floor in the hallway that connected all the rooms in the home. My younger sister would say that she once saw a man sitting in the living room during a lightning storm. I hadn't experienced anything other than the uncomfortable energy within the home. When we would go with my dad every other weekend or so, I would avoid staying inside unless someone else was inside with me. The energy was just too uncomfortable for me to even be able to sit and do something. You would always feel like something was watching you, but with malicious intent. One day my dad was helping me finish a science project and we stayed up late. It was past 2am and I needed batteries to download photos from a camera. My dad left to go buy batteries and I was left there alone. I thought for sure, this is it. I'm going to see it or I'm going to interact with it. Where I was sitting, to my left, was a hallway, where my sister would hear what sounded like a man dragging chains or a heavy metallic object. In front of me was the kitchen, where the child spirit would mess with my older sister. My dad finally arrived back, and to my relief, nothing had happened. This is why I remember it was during middle school. The fear was too much to handle. I remember the fear just overwhelming me, and I couldn't function properly. There was nowhere to hide within the house." This other time, my younger sister and I were getting ready to leave back to my mom's house. I have this habit of laying down on the floor and resting. I'm a diabetic and I get fatigued easily. Anyway, I was there resting when I felt a heavy presence next to my face and felt something or someone hovering right over my face. Imagine somebody pressing their face next to yours, but instead of their actual face, it's just a heavy presence. I heard muffled breathing sounds right next to my ear, and I wanted to look, but I thought I would instead just lay there and wait it out. I heard my dad and my sister coming, so I sprung up and looked around, but I didn't see anything, not in the physical realm at least. I would reason with myself and play it off so I wouldn't freak myself out. Things like, you're overreacting, or don't be scared, you'll attract it. It bothered me because I couldn't relax in that house without being afraid. But then it happened. I experienced the ghost. It was the older entity. On this day, my dad was throwing a pool party for my younger sister. My older sister was away visiting her mom on the other side of the continent. We are step-siblings, but we consider each other blood-siblings. She was gone for about a week or longer. There were people at the house and it was daytime, so I decided to muster up my courage and stay inside the house. I'd lay on the bed, relax, and think, "'Dude?' You're in middle school. You cannot be scared of this stuff. I bravely wandered the house and felt the fear disappear. Maybe I was just psyching myself out. I spent the day going in and out, mingling with family, eating some food, and back to pushing the boundaries of my fear. I decided to watch a movie, and my dad came in to join me for a bit. And halfway through the movie, the spirit decided to communicate with us. As we were watching the movie, I suddenly felt my whole body freeze and clench hard and all of the muscles tightened. I then felt what I can only describe as intense goosebumps overwhelm my body that started from the bottom of my feet going all the way up my back and ending at my head. It felt like somebody ran electricity through my body. Immediately after this, the older entity shouted my older sister's name twice In a deep, raspy, and loud voice. Mary! Mary! All of this happened within seconds. I had closed my eyes from the intensity of this energy. The event stopped, and I opened my eyes. My dad and I both looked at each other, and he told me to go outside because someone was inside the house. I ran outside and stood at the door as my dad searched the house looking for whatever it is that shouted my sister's name. There were only two exits from where we were, the front door and the back door where I was standing. The other exit is through the garage door, but it was closed. I was standing there watching the party going on, confused as to what had just happened. After a few minutes, my dad returned and just stood there at the door looking at me when he tells me, ''My son, there is nobody in the house.'' And he has a look on his face as if to say, Did we just hear that? We both just looked at each other confused as to what had just happened. The day went on, but I decided instead to spend it outside with the family for the rest of the day. No way was I hanging around in the house after that. I'm okay with cabinets opening or hearing footsteps, but having just felt this entity use my energy to communicate to us was one of the strangest feelings I have ever felt. "'I have a hypothesis for this. "'I've heard of how ghost hunters "'will have their equipment die "'because the batteries run out "'even though they're new. "'They say that ghosts use energy "'to manifest themselves. "'I'm thinking the entity used our energy "'to communicate to us "'that it missed my older sister. "'I'm still trying to rationalise "'how it was able to make noise "'without a physical body. "'I get goosebumps writing about it "'shouting my sister's name twice "'in that deep, raspy voice.' sounding like it was demanding for us to bring her back to him. He missed her. Years later, my dad is in a different house. It has that same negative feeling to it as you walk in. My younger sister said the entity is in one particular room. The feeling in this room is again a heavy presence. I don't like it at all. My dad told me that one time he was woken up by what sounded like a woman crying in his house in the middle of the night. He said he sees shadows at the edge of the bed moving back and forth like someone is messing with him. My younger sister, who is much older now, has a son and says that he interacts with something that they can't see. I've since moved from my hometown, but I do occasionally get that uncomfortable feeling in places that I visit. All this paranormal stuff is intriguing and confusing and I hope someday that science can rationalise it. But I will never forget the day a ghost shouted my sister's name in a deep, raspy voice. And story number three comes from Lisa. In July of 2007, my son was getting married at Lake Tahoe. My husband, my son and his girlfriend rented two adjoining rooms in a very haunted old hotel in VC, Nevada. The hotel was big during the 1800s, during the Comstock era. It burned down in 1876 and was rebuilt to a much less grand hotel it was kept to the old times in style no tvs no internet no air conditioning and all decorated like the before times except some modern plumbing so a small closet was converted to bathrooms we knew about the ghost stories before we went and we were very excited to maybe see a spirit we were not disappointed The first night at around 3am we were woken up by a slight knocking on the door. My husband opened the door and nothing. But we did hear this faint rustling down the hall outside our door. We shrugged it off and went back to sleep. The next morning my son and his girlfriend were freaked out. They said all night they kept feeling like someone was sitting on the edge of their bed touching them. We all got ready for our day And when we went downstairs, we started talking to the lady at the bar about our experiences the night before. We were told that that was Rosie, and she was a prankster. They showed us some interesting pictures of this misty apparition on the dance floor with guests. We left and went about planning our family day. That night, things got even more interesting. The kids asked if they could leave the door between our rooms open because they were still a bit freaked out so the door was left open and we all went to bed. Sometime in the night I was awakened by some noise or something, but I was wide awake. As I laid there trying to figure it out, I watched a mist appear right above our bed. I laid there watching as it swirled and grew larger. I wasn't scared, but rather excited. I wanted to wake my husband, but I was afraid that I would scare it off. After a bit... I watched it float into my son's room and hover over their bed. I sat up to get a better look, and suddenly the mist just shot out the window in the kid's room. I literally saw the curtains swinging like a wind had just hit them. The window was closed, and it was then that I woke my husband up and he was bummed that he missed it. The next night there was more knocking and no one there, so we decided to use the camera to see if we could get a shot of this Rosie. So when the knock woke us up, I grabbed the camera and ran to my son's door. My husband and I opened the doors at the same time. I put the camera out to take a shot of nothing, but I got this amazing shot of what looked like a lady running away from our door. On our last night, we came back from the wedding reception and we entered through the back way. There are these balconies that are old and rickety so no one was allowed on them, but when we walked to the entrance I could hear something above. It was really dark, so I just lifted my camera and took a shot. I thought nothing of it until I had the film developed. There is an image of a face looking down at us in that picture from the balcony. Later that night, my phone chimed like someone had left a message, but no one called. I looked at my call log and no reported number at the time came in. But yet I had this garble of a voice on my message that sounded deep and dark. I saved it and let many people listen to it. No one could make any sense out of what was being said. My phone kept acting up like turning off on its own and ending my calls with strange noises right before. I had that message on my phone for about two weeks when a friend accidentally deleted it trying to listen to it again. My phone suddenly stopped doing all those broken things that it was doing for over a week. I tried to call my service provider to get the message recovered, but they said there was no record to recover. I now live in Nevada, about 20 miles from Virginia City, and I go there often. I'm also an avid explorer of old Nevada ghost mining towns. It's a curious thing for me, and I've had experiences my whole life, so I continue to seek the unknown the pictures from Lisa's experience will be on the Facebook page and the Instagram page and on the Patreon page and I have to say the one in particular of the girl running down the corridor is pretty amazing so do go and check them out and our final story today comes from Kaylin. When I was about eight years old I remember my mom and my stepdad having moved down to Fort Worth in Texas all the way from Marshall, Wisconsin. I felt like as a child I had no opinion on the place other than it would be a new place to get used to with new friends to make, and followed by a new school to become accustomed to. You know how it is when you move as a child. But I had moved quite a few times by the age of eight, so this was nothing new, and the last place in Marshall wasn't that great either. But from the experience I had there, I wonder if something had followed me or this new apartment was full of paranormal activity in general. I honestly never knew what in the world this place was, a portal to the other side or just filled with boundless residual energy. First of all, my experience with this place started out with a fire that brewed all around the apartment from the field of trees that stood next to the complex. I remember my mother crying as we had just finished moving in and now we were about to lose everything. Fortunately, the fire faded and we were safe to continue our lives there. What was strange was that after this experience with the fire... I met a kid that was about a year younger than I named Dustin. He was accompanied by some older fella and some small girl who I don't remember much about, other than this girl was full of some kind of insider information regarding the fire, and then later, the ghost that wandered the apartment. She had told me that there were some children who had started the fire in the woods next to the apartment and ended up dying. I'm not exactly sure if this was accurate because as an eight-year-old, I wasn't watching the news. And I wasn't looking it up. I couldn't find any story regarding this event. She would also go on to tell me how she was constantly followed by a ghost in a clown suit. Now I'd never seen the movie It until later but honest to God I saw a demonic figure in this dark area that was filled with a garden and trees. The figure was that of a clown and when I saw the figure the girl broke down and began to cry. Apparently this was her dead father who had worked in the circus before he was alive and this caused her and the older guy I mentioned to become very angry with me. They left and told Dustin and I never to speak to them again. I'm still confused as to what was that really about. Did I see a clown ghost, or did we all play off each other's emotions and have vivid imaginations? After this, I encountered a strange entity that called itself Charlie, and Dustin at the time had a similar experience, but it was named something else. It was all very strange, but during the nights we would almost be enveloped by these entities and become someone else. It's very hard to describe. It was daunting, as this supposed entity that approached me never really showed itself to me or talked to me after I left these apartments. Was it just children being hyperactive with imaginations? I'm not sure exactly. All I remember is I was full of energy and I felt like I was a different person and not an 8 year old. If you watch any amount of anime shows like Dragon Ball Z, that was basically how we were acting. We would run around like wild animals and not really know why, it was all very strange. There was a time where I again was just playing around with another friend called Colton. He and I were standing in the middle of the main entrance to the apartments and his place was off to the side. I believe we were pretending to play war or something. As we were about to go to war with each other and all of our imagination filling in the gaps, my imagination went from the playful experience of seeing troops all around us to the horrific sight of Colton's mom's van hauling ass at us while it was on fire. What I did then was probably more unsettling to Colton as I ran at him and tackled him to the ground to make us go off to the side and then the fiery van that was approaching us just vanished into thin air. I remember shaking my head as I was completely terrified about what had just happened. Colton was yelling at me and asking me what the hell I was doing. Why would I tackle him to the ground like that? I believe I even ended up hurting him somewhat. But I was crying and confused. It was as if I would seen a premonition or perhaps this apartment was damned after all and it gave me a hellish vision of something that wasn't meant to be. Of course, after that event, his mom actually arrived home but her van wasn't on fire and I tried to explain this to them as best I could, but all it got me was that I wasn't allowed to hang out with Colton again. I thought there was a dark figure in my room when I was home alone. My bed violently shook constantly. For some reason, these things stick out to me the most about those apartments, and I never knew why this place was apparently the most active I would experience for the time being. This might be a separate story, but for context of the mention that maybe something followed me from Marshall, Wisconsin, was because I had a horrific encounter with what perhaps could have been a doppelganger, but I'm not sure. I just remember waking up in the middle of the night and seeing myself playing with toys in the living room. I just ran back to bed crying. It could have been a nightmare, but I'm not sure if something got attached to me. I knew from my grandmother, who said I would see things and talk to things when I was younger than five. The question is, were these things good or bad? And as a toddler, I had no idea what that was, so those entities were just friends. Many times I've seen things after those apartments, but they were the strongest of anything that could have been paranormal. I would like to go back there and see for myself as an adult. What on earth could be the cause for these very strange events?' Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Stephanie, Regalio, Lisa and Kaylin for sending in your stories. If you would like to send in your own story, you can do so by sending it to com. You can also check out our website, reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And on that note, we shall see you tomorrow.